0: Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning, and welcome
1: to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Gary. We've had a wild week.
2: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting, and I'm just now noticing that I'm on guest Wi-Fi, you know what? so, so I'm, not, I'm not helping things here. <laughs> i got to go to uh, the regular Wi-Fi. Oh. By ne- next break, I'm going to go to the real Wi-Fi. Because okay. we give why wi- we we give guests I don't know if you knew this we give to the guests we just give them like really lame Wi Fi.
1: <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's been a wild week at Vox Optima with um, uh, end of month, beginning of month billing. Uh, new work, lots of bids, uh, we're really going to be growing in uh, 2019. So it's nice just, uh, Gary, for you and I to take a pause and talk about, you know, good old PR stuff.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I think I remember that, PR.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been too busy doing accounting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's totally, J- Joseph Heller would be just loving every bit of this um, the, uh, well, per- the yeah particularly
1: issue. the resubmission the resubmission of the required uh, uh, cost plus fixed fee uh, accounting form uh, standard form 1035 which was last updated in 1973 right. and, that's and been it, our and week it,
2: <laughs> and it is a continuation form which is the it begins as a continuation form
1: it's a continuation form for SF 1034 which was updated in
2: 1980 <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs>
1: It's good stuff. But, you know, really what's dominated uh, all reporting, all news uh, this week has been the um, really impressive state funeral for President uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. And uh, it, it, beautiful ceremonies uh, from the Capitol to the National Cathedral to the Cathedral in Houston to finally College Station. Really uh, beautiful a uh, beautiful uh, memorial for uh, a, a truly kind uh, kind I think and great uh, great man but you think of everything that went into that and it, the planning oh my gosh and, and to have to be able to call this all up within less than a week that was amazing to me
2: yeah well, I was reading online that um that actually the presidents, when they <clears throat> take off shortly after they take office, have some they have to begin the uh, the planning, which is a kind of a morose thing to think about uh, as soon as they get in, at least you know give some indications of their desires, their preferences when they uh, so they're they're thinking about it all the time. so that doesn't mean just because they're thinking about it doesn't mean that uh, there's you know that they that they can pull it off that well. But yeah, they sure did pull it off well.
1: Well, you know, one thing, though, I I think the military and our military background brings to us is we're pretty good at this stuff because we have to be, and this is kind of, in some ways, job one for military, public affairs, and communications, which is planning the change of command ceremony. In the Navy, it's called a 50-50 notice. And... I think it's also an ancient type of standard form that hasn't changed uh, a great deal or been modified a great deal. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a great checklist and template. And I know when we are looking at specific commemorative events uh, at Vox Optima, we go back to a very 50-50-like uh, 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 planning mechanism ourselves.
2: Well, you know, you're right. I, haven't, I hadn't been thinking about it like that, but I mean, pretty much uh, everybody knows. Uh, pretty most most everybody at some point, uh, even if they're junior in uh, their military career, they're, they're aware of those the fifty fifties and and uh, and their role and and uh, it, yeah, it gets practiced all the time. Not just to practice, but because it's done all the time. You're right. Changes of command are the most common. Um, uh, form of that. So, uh, you're right. And then people just know how to react to it. So I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way, but, um, yeah, it doesn't happen obviously in prep. And, and thankfully that often for, uh, you know, state funerals, uh, as often as the kind of events that we deal with, which are less, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, less, uh, you know, sad.
1: Yes. Yes. But, it, you know, for, for me, it kind of starts with a 50, 50 overview, which is, um, uh, a pretty detailed plan, and it ends with attachment one, which for me is always a script. Right, right. And you right, and, and your script has got to be printed in like 24-point font, so no one has to wear reading glasses. <coughs> and you put it in a nice notebook. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing, you know, my uh, sister Jared is getting married on the 29th. I think my gift to her, I think I'm the maid of honor, She's been very casual about planning. I think, as maid of honor, I think I need to write a fifty fifty and write a script because my brother, who of course is retired army, is going to be the master of ceremonies, and I know as senior off- uh, officer present afloat, he's going to expect a damn script.
2: Oh my gosh <laughs> that, if you could, you probably will you'll do a fifty fifty for the for, for your mm-hmm. sister's wedding. Oh my goodness, oh
1: my i'll get it, I'll get it in, endorsed by drew. <laughs>
2: He'd probably wonder where is the fifty fifty. Where is it? Go- oh, golly! Right,
1: or whatever, they, whatever they call it in the army. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be like from merit to Jared via Drew.
2: Deerloth. Right. <laughs> Deerloft
1: <laughs> Deerlof is um, a great military. Uh, 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 what is it? It's not an acronym. It's a, it's a contraction for direct liaison authorized. Right.
2: Why say something in words when you can when you can turn it into an acronym or an abbreviation
1: or when you a, can say uh, Deerloth.
2: When you can say Deerloth, that's right. <clears throat> I always like saying Deerloth. I don't know why.
1: You know, I need to. I because we're now that we're all up in family. Um, my mother uh, consistently makes up words. Good. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. The someone would die
2: otherwise. Not-
1: Right, someone who's not very bright is a nonix. That's n o n n i x. And um, uh what is it's someone it nonix n o n n i x
2: nonix. Okay.
1: So that's that's a good Diane word for someone who's not very bright. Um, and the uh, uh, the the favorite family word is if someone is just so angry and foaming at the mouth. To my mother, they pitch and wait for it. Font, Faunch, F-A-U-N-C-H.
2: Faunch, that's great. They sound yeah. like they, they are real words because she uses them.
1: Exactly. I, I, and I created
2: words without intending to um, when I was uh, early on in my uh, Navy career uh, doing the uh, TV anchor thing, and um, I kept, I couldn't stop myself from saying deputy of state. I don't know what, I don't know how it came out. <laughs> I just, I, but it's a great word, isn't it? Why?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Just contract deputy of state.
1: You know, I think we might need to start doing. We, we could put out a Vox Optima word of the day calendar, and of course, January first would be Deerloth.
2: Deerloth, Deer That's right. <clears> oh <throat> uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think I told you once uh, the, the that uh, when I was uh, one once I was at uh, Six Fleet staff, they had they were they came across back in the days of uh, physical paper uh, messages. There was an 11-page document, 11-page message that came across. It was a weather message. And it was 11 pages, and 10 and a half of the pages were addressees, the people that needed to get the message. And then uh, it said, uh, Kank's Ref A. Ref A was a weather message. and said, (laughs) basically, (laughs) cancel. And I was just imagining, (laughs) you know, there was like, I know that they put out like you know 20 copies just just to us and the staff at the one our, our staff so 20 times 11 it's that and then you multiply it by you know 10 and a half pages of of organizations that do the i mean just entire redwood trees are coming down just for that one message uh, oh
1: that's that of course now that's because you mentioned weather i'm thinking of our first um nato exercise where <laughs> we Aaron, our engineer, is killing me with his uh, with his gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, our engineer is making up words too. Strategery. yay! Okay. Uh, but uh, we must have spent. I would say e- each of us spent a good six hours hashing out um, a weather plan for the fake news show we were doing to uh simulate coverage of the exercise and we had to have had three people every day approve the weather and the whole story was the weather never changed it stayed exactly the same through the exercise
2: Right. And then uh, I remember that first day when we were—we had that, new the first newscast was going to come out. We, were, we remember it was a half hour before the, the, the newscast had to be handed to them. And they came back and said, this is wrong. You've got the wrong, you've got the wrong weather. <laughs> it's fake weather. And it's, you know, in other words, we were off by a degree. What the, I mean, it was just, and so we had to, you know, quickly, quickly put together a new fake weather that matched the old fake weather. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah. And of course, it was. All, and of course, uh, being NATO it, it was all in Celsius, so it's like it was meaningless to us ignorant Americans anyway.
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: It's 13 degrees today, and this evening it'll be 14. It'll be 12 degrees, and yeah. <laughs> 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 when I was in when, well, when I was in Guantanamo Bay um on on uh, do it and then i was a I was a disc jockey for a while there and then uh, the garden you know, spot
1: of the caribbean
2: i, I, I hey yeah, yeah after about half a half a year there i was like uh, i was losing my mind but anyway there so um the, you know the, we the two things we would do is uh we would always the things people cared about was the weather although they shouldn't have because the weather never changed it changed over months it didn't unless a hurricane was coming but it didn't change over minutes or hours or something like that um but at any rate uh so i'd forget to call to get the weather forecast and so i would just i would just say i would just say the same old weather that because i was thinking what is this? it never changed seas are two to three feet uh, coming out of the winds out of the west at, at two knots i mean it just it was ridiculous Oh, anyway, boy, we were supposed to talk about the (laughs) the funeral or something, weren't we? (laughs) And we're at a break already, Merritt. Oh,
1: that's great. Well, we'll be talking back. uh, Talking about public affairs, uh, public affairs operations.
2: Yeah, yeah, as it relates to you know events and large events, and uh, and we'll do that. Uh, But at any rate, you you are listening to the brand ambassadors. That's uh, Merritt Hamilton Allen, and I'm Gary Potterfield, and And you can join in the conversation with a call at 866-472-5790 or an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. Our outcome based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also, look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service disabled veteran and a woman owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit voxoptima.com. That's voxoptima.com. with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to one 472 5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program
1: Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen with Gary Potterfield, as we are every week, and we've been talking about event planning. You know, Gary, i was just thinking as we were talking about you know the the military public affairs of event planning machine that we've been part of. You know, I think I know where the private sector corollary is, and that would be the wedding planner.
2: Right. Yeah, with a little more flair, probably. I would hope. <laughs> right a little more fr- right. flexibility to to have fun with it yeah having right. fun yeah, I with mean, it uh, go ahead
1: I was gonna say I, I think um uh Durloth doesn't even need to be said
2: no no um I'm thinking of the different uh, situations that have happened with me during uh, events and um and one that never happened, but I was always afraid of it because I, I did, I did a lot of the, you know, master of ceremonies thing, you know, the speaker, uh, put in, uh, did that quite a bit. And, um, but this one guy, a friend of mine early on in my career, um, before we were, before that w- would have happened, whenever they would say, <laughs> please, uh, <clears throat> rise for the invocation, he would whisper to me and say, please rise for the incantation. And I couldn't, I was worried, I was always worried <laughs> it was going to come out of my mouth. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept, I just couldn't get it out of my, my mind. It was just, it's a, I, would be, I was just imagining the court-martial, you know.
1: I had a very different view um, of event planning as a public affairs officer, because almost every event is going to take place between June and August, Uh, Every major ceremony and in the Navy, if you're in San Diego, that's cool. You're going to be pretty comfortable. Everybody's going to be happy. If you're on the East coast, you are going to be miserable. It Mm -hmm. is going to be a bajillion degrees and 120% humidity and everybody's going to be in choker whites and people are going to pass out. That's a different story. And so I finally realized when I was stationed at the hospital, well, actually, I think I might have done it at recruiting command, too. I, I hit on the idea that we were going to invite media to the change of command, and someone had to not be in formation in choker whites, but uh, be back in the background to escort the media. And so that was always my role.
2: You chose that role.
1: Right? I chose that role, and I just decided I got to wear summer whites instead of chokers. Right, yeah. And it- then I would I, I would sit... Uh, I would sit in the back behind the trees, um, while my, uh, my fellow wardroom members were passing out in their chokers, um, and joke with reporters. It was, was a, a much, a, much better way. Uh,
2: going back again to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, um, there was a change of command at the, for the Marine barracks when I was there. And, um, it, it was on the tarmac and it was June and, um, I, me, like, like, like many others, I would stupidly, I was not wearing regular leather shoes. I was wearing patent leather Corfams, Corfam and shoes.
1: The, oh yeah. The Bates blowout.
2: That is just not good when it's like 95 degrees and you're standing on a tarmac. I mean, oh it my is, gosh. you could, you could, you could, yeah, fry leather eggs in your are shoes.
1: Important.
2: you could have fried, fried eggs on my shoes. Um, uh, it was bad new pin. You could see people and that, that combined with the, uh, the, the little nose see you know, you're, you're, at, you're at attention or parade rest and you've got mm-hmm. little bugs flying up into your nostrils. So, uh, ah, the joys of, uh, of military ceremonies. And then you're, and then the, those who forget to not lock their knees.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, to <laughs> me, the, the greatest change of command of all time, um, uh, that we as contractors, we, uh, were given the opportunity to video, and uh, two members of the color guard passed out while the admiral was speaking. And he did not pause; he did not shorten his remarks. He was going <laughs> to keep talking till everybody was on the ground.
2: Because there, it's a military ceremony. Doggone it! You know what do you huh, huh, huh. think? You think George Washington would have done? Would, would have stopped the war if uh, you know? Stop crossing the Delaware. If it's, no. So, doggone it, the show must go on.
1: Well, when he was crossing the Delaware, the heat index wasn't 120 either.
2: Right. Right. Well, uh, during a similar ceremony, one of those, when we were uh, videotaping um, for the same client, I had, um, uh, I without thinking, had put the program in my jacket pocket, and uh, I just... I got blue ink over my shirt, my dress shirt, my jacket. It was just not a good, because it was, again, 100 and something degrees. So I ruined the clothing all for the sake of the client. See, that's, you got to do that sometimes. You give it up.
1: Yep, yep. Unless you're me, and then you find a way out of it. <laughs> Right. And, and that's—I think—that's one thing that's well known in Vox Optima is how much I hate event planning and execution.
2: So that's what we're talking about, it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm proficient at it. Don't worry, Jared. You're going to have a good 50/50 for the wedding. I promise. <laughs> but um, particularly when it comes to um, symposia and exhibits, oh my God, I hate that so much. Enter Rachel O'Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was telling you should have woken her. You should have uh, sent sent an alarm to her or something, uh, to wake her up and have her join in. This. Well, see, that's the thing. I worry about those things. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't like them because I'm always afraid that because there are so many details that I worry that um, you know, detail number thirty seven is gonna is you know I'm going to forget it and go to thirty eight and and there's something uh, important that I'm forgetting you know, wh- whatever it may be like mm-hmm. a microphone at the, on the, on the podium or something that's really like find a fundamental that I'm just not thinking about. So I'm glad others do it.
1: Right. Right. No, Ra- Rachel is great at, at it and likes to do it.
2: Yeah. She loves, she, uh, you, you have to like that. Uh, I mean, it, it can be exciting and fun. I mean, you got your, you know, and your, 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 your you know, w- when you're, coordinating all these different people. And then the, and then when it comes together, it's a terrific thing. It's wonderful. And then when it's, oh, and then the, and then the day is over, that's great. You know, you, you, and you look back and you go, how did it, or the event is over and you go, how did it all go? And, and, uh, and you feel good, you know, you can high five each other and everything, but, um, <laughs> it's when you're not high fiving each other. It's when you're getting that, that look from the client going, wait a minute, <laughs> why is there not a microphone on this podium?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the the logistics and the behind the scenes, and then trade shows set setup to me—that is a special level of hell.
2: Yeah. Well, that whole that whole thing—we've been through that so many times. About the um, you know, if you're looking at events. Sometimes, like as you know, you were mentioning at the beginning about the fifty-fifty and and how the military just kind of does their thing and their and it, it and it's kind of automatic. Um, but the problem with automatic is the fact that no one stops to think why in the world are we doing this. I mean, a lot of times it's ceremonies that just you know it is it is tradition and you do it. Uh, but I think you'd have to also wonder, as a, as from the going back to the public relations part of this, and our our job uh, in advising clients sometimes is why are you doing this? It doesn't mean you don't do it, but there should be a reason, and then that can to maybe drive what's going to happen at the symposium or whatever else you're doing. You
1: know? Yeah, yeah, and just uh, understanding the vendors and how to get the best rates. I mean, that is. Uh, that is so tricky. I know Rachel tries to use smaller vendors whenever she can. Um, clients don't always allow us uh, uh, allow us to do that. And then, of course, if the show is in the District of Columbia, uh, you're not allowed to carry anything in. It's all got to be um, union drayage. And that means you sit in an empty exhibit hall and wait and wait and wait. And then you uh, step out to use the restroom and uh, they've shown up with your stuff.
2: And so that, that was a word that until really until Vox Optima that I did not I did not know, the drayage word until you know fifteen years ago, fourteen years ago. I'd not heard that. It sounded to me like some sort of a something that they would uh, have an advertisement for on television if you're suffering from drayage. And we have suffered <laughs> from drayage. We we certainly suffered from drayage. <laughs>
1: I know. I, I I used to uh just because I'm contrary, uh when we were doing the shows out at the old Wardman Park Marriott,
2: uh, yes.
1: I would I would load up my car with everything I could get in, load it on a um a Bellman's cart and give him forty bucks to get it down to the trade show Right. For.
2: <laughs> there you go. I kind of missed I'm doing the really show there, by still the way. I, I missed doing the show there just because it wasn't. It was a little bit away from the hustle and bustle, you know, the the the
1: mm-hmm. hectic
2: nature of uh, Crystal City. And now we can have uh, we can have Amazon uh, do all the dredge for us because it'll be in Crystal. You know, these these shows in Crystal City. That's right.
1: Oh, the oh, the Crystal City show um, is kind of miserable because there's no loading dock. Right. And so then you kind of want the Teamsters, right? And it's yeah, it's it's all cramming into um, through the lobby, through the parking garage. It's it's very awkward. Um, and then of course the Gaylord, you know, the two other main convention sites are the DC Convention Center and the Gaylord, both of which have their pros and cons.
2: One thing I think you'd say, you can say though, and I, for all the things you could we can complain about. Um, uh, shows it is quite amazing sometimes when you you know you you look inside the um, uh, convention hall and you you know maybe uh, certainly the day before but even a couple of hours before even an hour before it opens and you go this is a mess and then the door opens at at nine o'clock or whatever and it looks beautiful. So it's amazing what people can put, the way they, these guys and gals who do this, you know, they're just really good at it, including our Rachel, um, just to, to, to go from something that looks like a, just a, just a hot mess. And then it's a really, a, you know, really nice when that when the show opens. So I admire them for that.
1: Oh yeah. The, yeah, the, the final trimming and, uh, here is going to be my pro tip, um, uh, for anyone who's putting on their first trade show always 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 get trash cans and always 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 pay for twice a day vacuuming
2: there you go very good and maybe i'll have some when we come back from the break i I remember something that wasn't a trade show uh but it was uh it it was it was it was an event plan of one sort or another and i can maybe mention it briefly when we come back from the break which we're going to go to right now you're listening to the brand ambassadors and uh, we're going to chat with you again in just a couple of minutes
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima. Our outcome based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also, look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service disabled veteran and a woman owned business with consultants working from coast to coast vox optima ties pr strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful at vox optima you won't be spinning your wheels you'll be getting results strategy not spin to make our results work for you visit Voxoptima.com. that's VoxOptima.com.
3: are you finding your frequency
0: are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program It's me,
2: isn't it? Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. Doggone it! See, I I just now checked to see if it, who who was bringing us back, and it's me. I was. Uh, well, I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen, and we're talking uh, event planning, kind of, uh, and and just uh, tips and tricks. I remember, um, Merritt. I remember um, this was back in the 90s when they had um uh, it was uh, the uh, operation provide comfort after the first uh, Iraq war and there was a tent city um military tent city and um one of the uh, folks in our tent was very smart um he brought along um reams of paper pens paper clips all kinds of uh, all kinds of clerical administrative stuff that we had no use for, but he brought along purely for for bartering, to get a to get a better tent, to get a better floor, to get so to get <laughs> to get better MREs. I mean, so. Uh, Bring in the, bring in the good. You mentioned about, you know, make sure you have a trash can at the, at the trade show. Maybe, I don't know what else you could bring to the trade show that would actually be great bartering material, or even if bartering would duct be a tape. thing. Duct, duct tape. tape. There, there you go. Yeah, there you
1: go. Uh, for me, um, it was duct tape, um, a staple gun, um, Xanax. No, just kidding. Um, about the staple gun. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know uh oh and uh adhesive velcro that's that is like the magic and that would be yeah. i would say if you've got like a uh an industrial size roll of stick on uh, of adhesive velcro that you can uh mount um posters with onto the, uh, your frame you are king
2: All right that's a good point yeah um yeah, I wonder what other little tips and tricks. I'm sure. I'm sure that um, uh, that Rachel would know a, a number of the uh, little tips and tricks. That'd be like a great little, uh, like a blog post, or a, you know, or, mm-hmm. or a, something. You know, a video blog to sit there and talk about great, you know, tips and tricks. Uh, well, I can tell you,
1: knowing knowing Rachel and having worked with her for so many years, and see how flawlessly she puts this together. Um, I'll tell you, one is be nice to everyone. Everyone, because at some point something is going to go wrong, and you're going to need somebody.
2: Oh, that's and a great—that's a great point.
1: Yes, yes, and then when you're hosting um, an exhibit that has different activities, bringing in items um, uh, for the show, you've got to have that locked down in advance, and you have to be very firm but very nice to people about uh bring in too much stuff.
2: Right. Um, oh right? yeah. That,
1: Rachel does a great yeah. job at that. And uh I think the third one is don't um don't accept costs that you haven't seen before. Because everything at a trade show is at Vegas pricing. And uh and yes you will pay 200 dollars a day for a trash can, but you're really gonna want that because everybody's got handouts and junk and candy wrappers and if you don't have a trash can it's going to be on your carpet but um have that all plotted out in advance and so when people come up to you with clipboards and want you to sign for stuff you need to know in advance what you signed on for
2: so i couldn't like start up like gary's hundred dollar trash cans you know just give a 50 percent discount to everybody i I, I couldn't get it you want to
1: undercut that you want to undercut the trash can business at uh, gaylord that's a great idea
2: I could still make, uh, you know, I could still make uh, like a 500% markup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, it's inevitable that you're setting up your booth and you're missing something. And it's something that they should have given you. Um, but those, uh, you know, those, those, uh, union workers are running all around trying to do things and yeah, you could be nasty about it and say, you didn't give me my, you know, maybe it's some part of a desk or a table or maybe a lock on the cabinet or something and you get all mad and you think they're going to sit there and rush to come down and help you out. No, but if instead you've been nice to them the whole time. Ah, uh, even if it's their responsibility and they're they're they they didn't do something they were supposed to do. If you treat them well, yeah, they're going to say, "Okay, I'll come back down." And you know sure, I'll go find that for you. Uh, and right. do it. so that's so Rachel is very good at that. It's a good point.
1: Uh, I think it's um it's it's absolutely critical. Um, and what I think she does so well is she's very firm about costs and she's very firm about space. But she's really really lovely about it
2: mm-hmm. right
1: and i don't have that lovely gene. so that's why i'm <laughs> bad at event planning <laughs> uh
2: you see you you wouldn't they wouldn't be rushing back to help you quickly you don't think if you had a if you had a problem because they'd be going who the hell was that you know who was that that tall redhead just stay away from her
1: <laughs> right right except when um, on the cocktail party night, I was trying to convince uh, drunk British guys that I was a guy in drag. This is why no one should let me at trade shows.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're just doing that for fun, huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, oh, there you go. Good for you. Well,
1: then there's, well yeah, then there's my other game, which I always play at Surface Navy Association, which is jam-packed. Um, it's, it's a great show for our clients. It's a great show for the Navy, um, uh, for the maritime industry. I mean, it, it's a great show, but it's packed and it's packed with a lot of retired Navy people and, uh, such as it is that those, those folks tend to be male. So when I get bored, I wander around and look confused and then stop a stranger and say, have you seen Mike? Um, he's like 55, retired Navy, has short hair, he's wearing a tie.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. And do they look, Again, do they lab- try to find him for you?
1: Right. <laughs> yes, sometimes. Right. Sometimes. And I'll, sw- I'll swap it out. Sometimes I make it Dave. Sometimes I make it Bill.
2: Right. Well, no, you should, maybe you should, maybe, yeah, right. The, or you could probably use like some sort of an aviator uh, call name or something like that that probably 10 different different guys have.
1: Right, right. Well, not a Surface Navy Association.
2: Yeah, you're right. They, they don't get they don't get those cool call names like that, do they?
1: No, uh-huh. no, no. I think it, uh, everybody just gets yelled at a lot. Right. I, that's yeah. kind of the surface the surface culture. But I digress. And again, um, I'll point out why you do not want me running a trade show booth, but you want Vox Optima's Rachel O'Sullivan running your trade show booth.
2: Yep. <sighs> well, I was. Um, um, at the very beginning, you, you mentioned, uh, and I don't want to get this out before the show ends. Um, uh, you mentioned this, started off talking about, uh, president Bush's, um, funeral. And, uh, so I'm going to use this opportunity. I, I two times I, I, I was, I was in, I met the, I met the man two times. Um, and in both, both cases, uh, he was, he was extremely, um, gracious. And the first time I was uh, he was coming back from India as a vice as vice president he came through Sicily uh his airplane stopped in Sicily and uh at the at the base at, at Sigonella and so I was a young uh uh reporter for the for the TV station and so I w- I was tasked to go over and interview him and I was nervous very nervous and um so two things happened first of all um when I interviewed him he uh I had some question I was going to ask about his purpose for being in India, but when I went back and looked at the tape of me, the question, it made, I mean, the question I asked, I don't know, it wasn't even a question. I mean, it just meandered for like 25 seconds of nothingness that I was so nervous. I totally blew it. And he acted as if I asked the most important question ever and just handled it like, I mean. I don't know what he, I had no idea what I asked. He had no idea what I asked, but he handled it so graciously and, and, uh, treated me like, um, like I was a professional, uh, journalist, which at the time I didn't feel like. So I thought that was terrific. Um, so it was very, very nice and he wasn't feeling well. Matter, matter of fact, he was, he was not feeling well at all that day, but, uh, so I was impressed by that. Of course, the other thing that happened was that, uh, I, we were video, videotaping him talking to the commanding officer and, um, my, my videographer, Gino, who we had on the show, Gino was shooting camera for me. Uh, Gino from the Alzheimer's Association. He was shooting camera for me. And He goes, "Hey, can you ask that uh, guy over there to move so I can get a better shot?" So I'm like an idiot. I go up to a Secret Service guy and ask him to move so we can get a better <laughs> shot. <laughs> and he gave me one of those. Uh, he gave he gave me one of those looks. Uh, th- those uh, Clint Eastwood looks, where a slow turn of the head, you know, which basically told me, you know, shut up or, or if you want to live. Ah, uh, second right, uh, second and you time, and
1: you saw that you saw the earpiece move before his head.
2: Right, right, exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the second time I saw him, I was fortunate enough to be on the uh, USS Belknap when it was served as the as the uh, ship for the uh, the 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 Bush Gorbachev uh, summit at sea in uh, oh, in
1: wow.
2: in Malta. So he was on our ship, and uh, and uh, it was very gracious again to get to get. He wanted to get photographs with everyone, and it was just. Uh, it was it was it was something else. So anyway, those are my recollections, and that's that.
1: I will tell you when I saw the um, um, honor guard and uh, and the military pallbearers at National Cathedral. Um, it may of course made me think of my own father's interment earlier this summer, and what one thing that just uh, really touched me was that a lieutenant colonel. Um, who retired almost 40 years ago um, could get um, very similar honors to a World War II hero and a former president. And uh, And thats when it comes to military events and ceremonies, um, we joke about them, but it's important to do them well and it's important to do them.
2: Yes, uh, for, and for your father's uh, situation, it, it was. I was, yeah, I was kind of shocked uh, and, and really impressed with. Uh, I, I had no idea what to expect that day, but it was. Boy, did they handle that well and do so many nice. It was. It was done so nicely and and with such. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like. It wasn't like oh, here's something we have to do. It was just like they were into it and they did such a tremendous job. You're absolutely right. That was just. I, I was impressed that day.
1: Yeah, there's, and um, I have some more comments about that uh, uh, after the break. But certainly, the the most imp- important thing to note is, you know, uh, uh, the Marines who came uh, and uh, stood post. That's not their day job. Those, you know, they were pulled out of a watch uh, a watch list, and you know, they came and performed perfectly. And that that to me kind of is what uh, really charmed me is knowing the backstory of how those honor uh, cordons uh, are populated mm-hmm. but uh, we're, we're talking about military ceremonies and event planning and all sorts of ceremonial stuff uh, on the brand ambassadors join us after please join us after the break and think about sending us a note at brand. at voxoptima.com Thanks
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels, you'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit voxoptima.com. That's voxoptima.com. <music> You are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program.
2: Welcome back to The Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, and it was my job to bring us back. So there. Uh, and I'm with Merritt Hamilton Allen, and we're wrapping up a, an hour talking about event planning and uh, tips and tricks and military uh, ceremonies. Certainly, the ones we're certainly very well familiar with, but also trade shows and uh, anything like that. So, um,
1: weddings, um, weddings. We haven't weddings. done.
2: We haven't done a, oh, you, <laughs> yeah, right. We haven't done a Vox Optima supported wedding. Uh, are we going to go into? Is that what we're going to do next? Go into no, wedding planning? It, 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 I, maybe, I, I don't know.
1: If anybody came to Vox Optima and asked for a wedding planner, I would pass them over to my friend, Ashley Olguin. Um She's uh, just wonderful and just got her certifi- uh, certification. There's a professional certification uh, for wedding planning and wedding consultants, and she's just completed that. Uh, mm-hmm. She's passionate about her work. Um, she loves seeing people in love. So yes, I don't think Vox Optima is going to get into the business because especially after listening to the show, who would hire, who would hire you, uh, you or me, uh, you get to put, so you get to put three letters behind your name. If you're like
2: a certified event planner or something like that,
1: you do for an event planner and you can for, um, a wedding planner. I mean,
2: I meant wedding planner. Yeah. You get like a, you get some kind of certification. That's you Uh get certified for Uh anything, can't you? I mean, I'm not, yeah. that not that that's not something you shouldn't get certified for. I'm just saying, it. Uh, right. how about that?
1: Good. Well, the nice thing about those certifications, a big piece of that is also agreeing to um, uh, conduct your business uh, to the highest ethical standard. There and you. the opportunity you know, to loading costs and uh, all of that. I think that's uh, for any type of event, because when you're renting something, it's at a much higher premium as, you know, buying a potted plant for a day. Mm-hmm. There are so many opportunities uh, to pad a bill. I think using a certified planner is uh, uh, particularly for a wedding uh, uh, on an individual contract basis makes a lot of sense.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's, uh, I did not know that. Very good. Well, as you say, we're not going to get into the wedding planning business, except you are. With you, you're, well, you're going to be participating. Right. Doing the and, and I may
1: not be great at it, but I am the maid of honor. So I, yeah. guess, I guess she has to let me do it.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, treat her right.
1: Wait, wait. I'm, I'm the matron of honor. That sounds so much better.
2: Is that what you're
1: called? Yeah, if you're married, you're the matron of honor.
2: It just that it just it, it yeah for some reason and this just the 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 vision that popped into my head was Aunt B I'll from, wear- from maybe Mayberry RFD I don't know why just just the vision
1: oh yeah I'll, I'll be wearing a white apron and um, my hair up yeah for sure right
2: right the matron of honor
1: actually it's, it's kind of fun because uh, uh, my uh my sister is in her 50s and um, she's put all and I'm the, I'm the I am the youngest bridesmaid at forty-eight. And so we're all wearing velvet caftans in different colors and hmm. sandals and big earrings. Beer, so it's yeah. gonna be a caf, big caftan wedding.
2: How about that? There you go. So yeah.
1: okay.
2: well, that's that's great. So so you are the you will be the youngest.
1: That's interesting. Yes. Good. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, that make it, you feel good? Well sure. It's really hard to feel <laughs> precocious in your late 40s, I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> oh, golly. Now, being
1: being the youngest officer on um, the Navy birthday and cutting the cake with the admiral, that's cool. 25 years later, being the youngest at a wedding, uh, maybe not. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, going Just going back to uh, the original topic, one thing... That I think a lot of folks in their uh, first training, when young people join the military and they learn close order drill and they learn some of the basic ceremonial uh, uh, requirements, it seems completely out of uh, place and pointless. And then I think, though, the first time you're part of one and everyone else knows how uh, the same thing, it's kind of like going... Going to a church in a, a different town of the same denomination, and all the words are the same, and you stand up, sit down, kneel. It, it's just—it's very comforting, I think, and reassuring mm, right. uh, to be part of a group that all—all all, all, uh, has the same value and is showing the same respect.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. W- of course, when when you're a young enlisted guy, you get the the eleven orders of a century, which I don't remember. The only right. one I remember—the the only one I remember—is one that isn't isn't one, which is. Permission to cross your patio daddy-o. That's not a real one. (laughs)
1: You know, we had to learn those, too, as midshipmen. And um, I don't know if they still do this, but when I was in Navy ROTC, every midshipman spent an hour a week doing close-order drill. There you go. And Um, we had a parade once a year.
2: When I was at the defense information school, they made the big mistake of having uh, the, the... at the time uh the barracks was uh, was 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 not only it was it was it was co-ed and it was also multi multi uh, service. and so we all marched together at at the change of command ceremony for the command for the general in charge of the base and it was just it was like it was like we were marching in the uh, you know, in the Animal House uh, parade or something, it, it was awful. We were the worst. Mar- you get the army, the navy, the air force, the marines. The marines were totally disgusted with the, all the rest of us. They were actually marching with them, uh, and the sailors. My goodness, it was so, it was so, it was something.
1: Well, we would do an annual pass and review for the president of the university at Notre Dame, and it would be a couple weeks of rehearsals and. Uh, Typically, um, when they yell, um, you know, any of the battalion commander, uh, give the order to the company commanders, etc. pass and review, um, the Army would always say, pass me a brew, and the Navy <laughs> battalion would say, pigs in space. <laughs> 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 you got
2: to do something to enjoy yourself when you're – see, the thing – you know – the the things you do in the military to you know when you to to, to get by and uh, make the day a little bit more a little brighter you know so good
1: right yeah you know a bunch of 17 to 21 year olds um standing at attention for an hour i i and i i, I feel like it was more excruciating for the president who had to sit, sit through it than all of us and work mm-hmm.
2: right. it right right oh boy so there you have it
1: ceremonies
2: yes yeah, ceremonies
1: ceremonies yeah
2: and, yeah uh, event planning 5050s
1: 5050s and um, and I'm happy it's an unclassified form anybody uh, who wants to see what a 5050 template <laughs> looks like email brand.ambassador at voxoptima.com. i'll send it to you you can use it for your own uh, your own non-military event plan that's
2: right and put the subject line i have no life <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Send send two box tops. Yeah,
1: go ahead. You'll get a (laughs) 50-50. Two Cap Crunch box tops, and we'll send you a um, a 50-50 template for it.
2: Right. Oh, gosh. All right, Merit. Take us out of here.
1: (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to speak very slowly because we are running out of material. I don't bump. It's okay. Come on, Aaron. Give me, give me the 30-second cue, please, please,
2: he, 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 please. No, forget that. <laughs> Just give it to him.
1: Yay, we got it. We got it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much uh, for listening this week. We will be back uh, uh, Be back next week as we are every Friday at 7 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Central with an episode of The Brand Ambassadors. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen.
0: you for tuning in this week to the brand ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern time and 6 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.